Hello, you are welcome once again to our weekly Bible study. It's such a pleasure, such an honor to know that you're there watching our videos. Thank you very much. Today we're going to talk about victory over difficult situations. Victory over difficult situation. Victory over difficult situation. Philippians chapter 3 verse 21. Can you read that please? He is able to subdue things to himself. He is able. He is able to subdue all things to himself. He's talking about the power in the name of Jesus. He is able to subdue all things to himself. Victory over difficult situation. Are you facing difficult situation in your life, in your marriage, in your business, in your office? Are you in a position, are you in a state right now that you really need a victory? Are you in a situation whereby you really need God to do something spectacular, something miraculous in your life? It's the word of God here that God is able to subdue all things to himself. Victory over difficult situation. You can only have victory in Jesus Christ. Jesus has given us the victory. He has given us a name above every other name that I, in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I want to encourage you as believers, whatever situation you are passing through, whatever situation you find yourself in, believe in Him, trust in Him, and He is going to give you the victory that you need in that particular situation, in that particular circumstances that you find yourself. Praise God. Praise God. You want to say something about that? Well, I want to say that maybe you're going through a hard time right now. Maybe you're needing this promise, this strength to encourage you right now that light is at the end of the tunnel. Praise God. That sorrow, Peter said, sorrow may endure for a night, but joy come in the morning. And know that this trial that you're going through, the circumstance you're going through, it's heavy, it's hard. We don't understand why we have to go through it. Except that we live in this world where it's not perfect and we go through things. It's inevitable. But know that God can take it and turn it around and make you stronger through it. Make you more anointed. Help you get to a higher level. Build your strength. Like it is like when you work out, when you go to the gym, you're breaking muscle down so to build up more new muscle. That's what happens when you're confronted with storms. Trees become stronger when they are faced with storms. You'll see the st strongest trees, the strongest um, vegetation in life is those that have been faced by wind, by mm. storms. Mm. So know that this affliction, this trial, this test for is for a season, but joy is coming in the morning. Praise God, hallelujah. That's a wonderful word there. Victory over circumstances. Don't give up. Don't give up on your situations. Don't give up on God because He will never give up on you. Trust in Him. Have faith in God because He has promised the victory. He said, uh, uh, in this world we have tribulation, but be of good cheers, I have overcome the world. He has overcome that trial that you're facing. He has overcome that situation. Just hang in there and believe God for a miracle. And He's going to surprise you. There is victory as believers, as children of God. There is victory 
in the name of Jesus. There's a word here that talks about faith. Faith in God. Faith believing. Standing on the promise of God. Understanding what the word of God has said concerning your life. That you'll be the head and not the tail. You'll be above and not be uh, beneath. The presence of the Lord will overshadow you. And it will bring every of your desires. It will bring them to fulfillment. Don't give up. There is victory. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I want, we want to encourage you as we are encouraging ourselves every day. Hang in there. Trust in the Lord. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on your, on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. In all your ways, understand that victory is ahead and victory comes from Jesus. Hang on to Jesus. Let Him take care of your life. Let Him take care of the situation that you are facing because in God, there is victory. In Jesus Christ, there is victory. We want to encourage you. The Lord bless you and the Lord will make his face to shine upon you. There is victory over the circumstances that you're facing. Amen. There is victory over the difficulty you are facing. Is it financial difficulty? Is it an uh, 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 issue of barrenness? Is it issue of uh, 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 lack of job or health wise? There is victory for you. There is victory for you today. It's like I'm talking to someone right there listening to me. There is victory for you. There is victory for you. Just hold on to faith. Hold on to the promise of God. Hold on as I'm speaking that yes, there is victory for me. That sickness will not kill you. That sickness will bring victory for you in the name of Jesus. That's what we are here to encourage you. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 3 verse 21, it says, He is able even to subdue all things to himself. God is able. There is nothing too difficult for God to do. Amen. There is nothing too hard for Him. He said, is there anything too hard for me? There is nothing too hard for God. As long as we are Christian and we serve Him faithfully, there is victory ahead of us. God promises us victory. Jesus said, I go to my Father's house, but I leave unto you the Holy Spirit to comfort you, to lead and guide us. And the Holy Spirit is a form of the victory that we needed. Do not be dismayed. Do not be, uh, do, do, do. Don't be afraid. Trust in the Lord. Trust in Him. Put all, all your trust in Him and He will never fail you. He will never disappoint you. He will never leave you. The Bible says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. There is victory for you today. There is victory for you today. And you receive that victory in the name of Jesus. You want to say something to you? You know that these fiery trials that you're going through are going to make you stronger, stronger and mm -hmm. come out more beautiful. And also, I'm trying to think of the scripture in my mind. It says, um, basically, these, these trials you're going through are but for a moment. Mm -hmm. And they're to make you come out pure. Pure as gold. Mm -hmm. Gold tried in the fire. That's right. Um, that's what I'm trying to get out. Gold tried in the fire. Gold in its rare form out of the earth is not pure. It's not usable. But put it in fire. Get it in the master's hands. Get it in the, the jeweler's hands. Who he can mold it and make it usable, make it something beautiful. You know, he'll give you beauty for ashes. 
Only God can take such things as a diamond hidden in the earth and take it and cut it just right to where it shines. God may be cutting you, but be rest assured, it's for your good. God may be allowing things in your life, but sure, be rest assured that God will take the hard things and He will make you better for them. Because He loves you, He cares about you. He wants to see you prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. Sometimes I wonder if God allows things to come into our life. And unfortunately, we live in a sinful world where things happen to good people and bad people. You know, the wheat grow with the tares. We're in this world, we're in this situation, but we that have God and that have submitted ourselves to God have a hope. Yes. We have ability to be restored through this trial, through circumstances. We have somebody to go through. We have a way to cope with life because we know we have a higher power. We have a heavenly father that is there to encourage us. And when we aren't able to go the extra mile, when my husband's not able to go the extra mile, uh, when my mother's not able to be there, my father's not able to be there, my best friend, whoever you have counted on in life, they can only go so far, but God can go farther, Hallelujah. and He can give you strength to go through it. Amen. Sometimes He doesn't take away the storm, sometimes He doesn't take away the suffering, sometimes He doesn't take away the hurt, right. and sometimes He doesn't remove the situation that's you know difficult in your life, but He will give you the strength to overcome. He Amen. said in this life, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome. And if He's overcome, that same spirit that's that was in Christ is in us. That's right. Hallelujah. You know, we are filled with the Spirit of God. We have the Holy Ghost dwelling in us to give us victory Lord. in our lives to overcome in this world. Hallelujah. So we don't have to fear. We can be of good cheer. Praise God. Praise God. That is the word of God for you today. Don't be in fear. Trust in the Lord. Depend on Him. Depend on Him. Hang in there. God is ready to give you victory. Don't give up. Don't give up on that situations. Don't give up on that circumstances. God has promised us. Jesus Christ has promised us that in this world will be. I mean, we, we have tribulation, but we should be of good cheer because He has overcome the world. God bless you. I pray for us in the name of Jesus that victory is ours today in the name of Jesus. Every plan of the devil, every devices of the devil, we destroy them in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus that we will trust in you with all of our power, with all of our might, and we will not lean on our own understanding. In all our ways, we acknowledge you because you are going to direct our path. Because victory will come at the end of every trial in our lives in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Praise God. We love you so much, and we hope forward to look uh, to, to expect you again next week. Lord bless you. Be encouraged. You're welcome to our wonderful uh... <laughs> <laughs> Another Bible study recorded by us <laughs> Praise God <laughs> So we've been talking about relationships all this month Yes February is coming up mm -hmm. You know what that means? I don't know Is there like a revival you or something? You better know what that means Oh, revival We are having a revival on February 4th <laughs> Very funny. Valentine's Day. Love revival. Anyway. So we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about sharing spiritual intimacy. Yes. Sharing spiritual intimacy. 
Spiritual intimacy is something like very deep and very important when you're talking about relationships uh, with your spouse. It talks in the Bible about how can two walk together unless they agree. Mm -hmm. um, and that can apply to so many different aspects yeah. of your relationship and of your life with your spouse. Um, and I think the number one is spirituality. Do you think um, praying for one another um, when one is sick or when one is low, you know, sharing that spiritual intimacy, having those deep conversations about Christ um, that make each other better. Yeah, you know, I cut into that topic that says that it's really, people have to really be together. You know, Bible says, can two walk together except they agree. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the spiritual level must be, there must be an agreement in the spiritual level of individual, mm -hmm. you know, that would they share the same faith together. Mm -hmm and that their level of understanding also in Christ is also, you know, am I making any sense? Yeah, I feel like there's a deep fulfillment. Yes, especially when you have that intimacy that is spiritual, mm. you feel fulfilled more yes. if both of you are in the same page. Yes, absolutely. We're going to read in Ephesians. Yeah, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20, I read, and I build up what am I reading? <laughs> <laughs> Again, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20. And I build upon the foundation of the apostle and the prophet, Jesus Christ, himself being the chief cornerstone. Mm. The point is being the key cornerstone. Yes. Jesus Christ being the key cornerstone of your life and your marriage. Yes. You know, as two people coming together to become one, Jesus must be at the center of their life. Jesus must be at the center of their marriage. If we believe that Jesus is at the center of our marriage, mm -hmm. it will be the one to lead and guide you, not you trying to do it by your effort, but in everything you do, you say, God, your will be done in this. We have put you at the middle right. to direct our path. So there must be a very strong spiritual intimacy. In Not just between each other. But yes, but but what? Individually with Christ. Yeah, because when they share, when two uh, individuals share same intimacy, it would be easy to flow together. Mm. You know, like um, you do something, and uh, all what you want to, all what you want is about God. All what you want is about His will. Yeah. And I share the same thing. We wouldn't really have much of disagreement. Yeah, there's less division. There's area less division, for division, exactly. Increases the, unity. Hmm, I think you're right. You're right. You it talks about that? Christ being the chief cornerstone. Um, you, you know, know what cornerstone is? Yeah. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. Because I know then when we build houses and we have a foundation, there's a corner piece, like a cornerstone, like that. It might be the center of the foundation, but it's more of foundation uh, stops. You have to set it just right so that the rest of the house is built strong and mm. you know it's not crooked, it won't fall in eventually. Um, it has to be so specifically laid, the cornerstone of it. Um, it's like the first building blocks of a foundation that mm. um, 
makes this house strong. And we want to build a strong relationship um, as husband and wife or um, in any relationship really. And Christ has to be that chief cornerstone. He is the most important um, person within this relationship. When two couples are running after Christ and they're goals in life is to please Christ Mm -hmm. and to live a lifestyle that uplifts uh, the kingdom of God and doesn't bring it down. You find that unity blossoms and you find that um, two individuals having that like mind, you know, when the Bible talks about love one another as Christ has loved you, you know, you're going to be having the same goals and there's going to be less conflict. There's going to be uh, better resolutions because Christ is going to be the one keeping you guys together, keeping you and helping you become more of that one flesh, that one mind, to where you become stronger. It is very important, mm-hmm. you know. You know, while I was growing up, my dad taught me how to put God first in everything, and I know as Christians we all put God first. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to marriage, we both of us should not and we don't always do that always want our own will we always come to the point of god your will be done Mm. you know she's not trying to enforce something on me i'm not trying to but we are just under the canopy of the leading of Mm. the holy spirit like god your will be done and then in that kind of relationship you experience peace you experience joy you experience genuine love you know it's not about anything but about me fulfilling what God said you know the Bible says love your wife as Christ loved the church it is what God said apart from the secular view like a man must love his wife but this is the word of God that I must fulfill you know that's that's that that is that intimacy that we share you know the Bible says husband I mean wife submit to your it's not about the 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 the, the word view of submission but it's about what God said mm-hmm. and how we can apply but when we understand all this it will make us to enjoy our life number one and our marriage itself mm-hmm. because we share that understanding of God's yes. word we share that spiritual intimacy to allowing Christ to be the bedrock the foundation the chief cornerstone of um, our relationship or your relationship will allow that relationship to blossom yeah very good and you know something a thought came to me while you were saying that uh it will not come automatically Mm. it has to come intentionally right like we are conscious of that like we want the will of god to be done in our day-to-day activity we are conscious of the leading of the holy spirit in whatever we do Am I making sense? Giving God glory in our relationship, you know, in our daily lives. And not pleasing people. And yeah, being... And not like saying you are you are trying to do this because of people. No. Right. We are doing it because the word of God said so. Yeah. Because yeah. it pleases God. And we want to uplift the name of God and how we relate with each other. And once we uplift the name of God, that's all that matters. Am I making in sense? In the end, it's baby? eternal. Yeah. Am I making sense? Yeah. We making sense. So spiritual intimacy is is a foundation, having one one goal and is to please God. What am I doing to my wife 
would God do the same thing? Would Jesus do the same thing? Let me put it that way. You know, we always say something and we say, oh, would Jesus do this? Whatever you're doing in your secret, would Jesus do this? Yeah. So what Jesus cannot do, you should not do that thing. It's, mm. am I making sense? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think I'm making some sense, but, but really, we just have to have a really uh, mutual intimacy that, uh, that is spiritual. Mm, yes. Yeah, that is spiritual. You can read that and you don't want to read that. I think we've hit it um, okay. for the most part, sharing your spiritual intimacy. Mm. Um, a couple that's thriving will have a deep intimacy mm. with Christ first before they can have a deep, deeper intimacy with their um, themselves. Their, husband or wife you know you can't give what you don't have you know if you don't yearn for that while you're single mm -hmm. when you right. you know marriage will be something so different but when you already share that while you're single you put God first and you get yeah. along with uh, someone that has the same value it and the same foundation it means a lot it it should make everything easy it flows it, it make just flows, flows so you know? easily Oh, that saying opposites attract is true you know we are opposite in so many ways but I believe that um, like it says in the Bible if there's a disagreement in viewpoint that is one of the core values of your relationship like your spirituality your spirituality is a core value what you believe um, you know as far as eternal like eternal continuum um, whatever you believe in, that is a core value that we can't just take lightly. Um, it's kind of like, you know, the Bible talks about how um, being unequally yoked. And it's going back to, you know, when before there was cars. I know we don't see, like, you know, oxen going along, you know, two at a time pulling a wagon. Mm -hmm. But that was the um, picture that the writers were using in this sense that if you have somebody that doesn't believe in Christ, atheist, you know, kind of like whatever I do to myself affects me and me alone, I am the basically the God of my own life, and then you have somebody who believes in God wanting to come together and get married, there's going to be some conflict, yeah, there's going, there's to, going be to be some confusion mm -hmm. um, in deep matters, you know, when a loved one dies, where do they go? When you have children, are we going to take them to church? Are we going to talk to them about God? Are we going to mention Jesus? There's going to be that that conflict that doesn't have to be. Uh, when you make spiritual intimacy, when you're looking for a spouse, one of your core values that you're not going to compromise on. Um, I'm not going to compromise on this. And you can go further like that he doesn't just need to be a believer, but you can go further to say we have to have the same purpose, we have to have the same goals, the same yeah. outlook on life and passion that, you know, I don't have to be dragging you through ministry and wanting to do ministry and wanting to serve God and wanting to go to church. Like, I don't have to drag you along. They can believe in God and say they're a Christian, but I don't want to be stuck dragging that person around the whole time having to be the spiritual that, leader. That really kills a lot of people. Yes. You know? I've seen a lot of people that got married and they are just two different things. Mm -hmm. Even in their belief, you know, it's 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 really not a smooth. Yeah. You know, uh, Bible in Amos three three, the Bible says, "Can two work together except they agree? Can two work together except they agree? Mm -hmm. That agreement has to be. Jesus has to be the foundation of that agreement. You know, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Jesus has to be the cornerstone, just like we have read in the scripture here. Jesus has to be the center of it all. Just the way the center of your life, you know, is the center of his, uh, your spouse's life, he would really reside. Solidify. Yes, exactly. So we have to understand that. We pray that the Lord will bless and help all of us in our journey, in our marriage, in our life. And then uh, we pray that uh, God will unite His church more. When I talk about His church, I mean the marriage. Every family. Yeah, every family. So that we can really bring forth the glory of God yes. in each home. Yes. That's the essence of marriage, so that the glory of God can be revealed. Yes. Not of anything, but to reveal the glory of God. And then, you know, it makes it, it, uh, there's something I'm trying to like remember, like, uh, the Bible says, let your light so shine so that the people may see your, your good, good works and glorify God in heaven and the Father. So everything we do, a godly home, a wonderful, peaceful home that is full of joy, we always glorify Amen. God. We always glorify God. So uh, whatever we do or whatever Christian home do, I mean, does, it should reflect Jesus. Yes. They must see Jesus in everything we do because it's, it makes a difference. A quarreling know? husband and wife that don't agree in so many areas, especially such um, big areas like spirituality, it really doesn't bring glory to God. Sure. God can't get any glory. People yeah. on the outside, maybe that aren't Christians, will Bring look out. and like you say you're Christians, but you always mm. don't agree spiritually. Yeah. Mm. You're always disagreeing. You're always quarreling on. Oh, do we have to go to church, or do we have to, you know, go to this Bible study, this mm. ministry, or do we have to pray? You know, um, when you're having that struggle as husband and wife, you know, maybe you're struggling like with that. You know, you find yourself like one is. Maybe once pursued God like you did, but has kind of um, started pursuing other things, making other things more of a priority. Um, we're going to pray for you Amen. and believe God that he's going to give your spouse a greater hunger uh, so that you both can run harder after God than you ever have before because that brings the most fulfillment, the most joy, um, and that um, intimacy back in the relationship that we so much need to preserve. Praise God. So we glorify God with our life and with our marriage. Amen. The Lord will help us in the name of yes. Jesus. Praise yes. God. We pray in the name of Jesus for every family, for everyone watching, that the Spirit of God will solidify and establish Amen. you in faith and in your marriage as well in the name of Jesus. Your marriage will be full of peace, be full of joy in the name of Jesus. Yes. You will glorify God with your life and with your mm -hmm. marriage in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I pray for more unity in life of corpus, more unity in the life of Christians yes. in the name of Jesus. Amen. We rebuke hatred, we rebuke uh, malice, we rebuke every form of uh, devices of the devil. Mm -hmm. Then I want to tear you down, tear your marriage down, 
we destroy them in the name of Jesus. Amen. We plead the blood of Jesus upon our life. We will walk in the truth. We will walk in the knowledge of the word of God as a family that want to reflect the glory of God in this world in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 You guys comment um, if you have any questions, things you want to say. Go ahead and leave them. Let us know what you think. Thank you. Until next time. We love you. You're welcome to our wonderful... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Another Bible study recorded by us. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> so we've been talking about relationships all this month. Yes. February is coming up. Mm -hmm. You know what that means? I don't know. Say like a revival you or something. Better know what that means. Oh, revival! We are having a revival on February fourteenth. Uh -huh, <laughs> Valentine's Day. Love revival. Anyway. So we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about sharing spiritual intimacy. Yes. Sharing spiritual intimacy. Spiritual intimacy is something like very deep and very important when you're talking about relationships uh, with your spouse. It talks in the Bible about how can two walk together unless they agree. Mm -hmm. um, and that can apply to so many different aspects yeah. of your relationship and of your life with your spouse. Um, and I think the number one is spirituality. Do you think um, praying for one another um, when one is sick or when one is low, you know, sharing that spiritual intimacy, having those deep conversations about Christ um, that make each other better. Yeah, you know, according to that topic that says that it's really, people have to really be together. You know, Bible says, can two walk together except they agree. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the spiritual level must be, there must be an agreement in the spiritual level of individual, mm -hmm. you know, that would they share the same faith together. Mm -hmm. And that their level of understanding also in Christ is also, you know, am I making any sense? Yeah, I feel like there's a deep fulfillment. Yes, especially deep when fulfilled. you have that intimacy that is spiritual. Mm. You feel fulfilled more yes. if both of you are in the same page. Yes, absolutely. We're going to read in Ephesians. Yeah, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 20, I read, and I build up what am I reading? <laughs> <laughs> Again, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20. And I build upon the foundation of the apostle and the prophet, Jesus Christ, himself being the chief cornerstone. Mm. The point is being the key cornerstone. Yes. Jesus Christ being the key cornerstone of your life and your marriage. Yes. You know, as two people coming together to become one, Jesus must be at the center of their life. Jesus must be at the center of their marriage. If we believe that Jesus is at the center of our marriage, mm -hmm. it will be the one to lead and guide you. Not you trying to do it by your effort, but in everything you do, you say, God, your will be done in this. We have put you at the middle to direct our path. So there must be a very strong spiritual intimacy. Mm -hmm. Not just between each other. But yes, but 
But what? Individually with Christ. Yeah, because when they share, when two uh, individuals share same intimacy, it would be easy to flow together. Mm. You know, like um, you do something, and uh, all what you want to, all what you want is about God. All what you want is about His will. Yeah. And I share the same thing. We wouldn't really have much of disagreement. Yeah, there's less division. There's area less division, for division. exactly. Increases the, unity. Hmm, I think you're right. You're right. Do it you talks about that? Christ being the chief cornerstone. Um, you, know you know what cornerstone is? Yeah. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> I think I do. Because I know then when we build houses and we have a foundation, there's a corner piece, like a cornerstone, like the. It might be the center of the foundation, but it's more of foundation uh, stones. You have to set it just right so that the rest of the house is built strong and mm. you know it's not crooked, it won't fall in eventually. Um, it has to be so specifically laid, the cornerstone of it. Um, it's like the first building blocks of a foundation that um, makes this house strong. We want to build a strong relationship um, as husband and wife, or um, in any relationship, really. And Christ has to be that chief cornerstone. He is the most important um, person within this relationship. Yeah. When two couples are running after Christ, and their goals in life is to please Christ mm -hmm. and to live a lifestyle that uplifts. Uh, the kingdom of God and yeah. doesn't bring it down. Yeah. You find that unity blossoms, and you find that um, two individuals having that like mind. You know, yeah. when the Bible talks about love one another as Christ has loved you, you know, you're gonna be having the same goals, and there's gonna be less conflict. There's gonna be uh, better resolutions because Christ is gonna be the one keeping you guys together. Keeping you and helping you become more of that one flesh, that one mind, to where you become stronger. It is very important, mm -hmm. you know. You know, while I was growing up, my dad taught me how to put God first in everything. And I know as Christians, we all put God first. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to marriage, we, both of us, should not, and we don't always do that. Mm -hmm. Always want our own will. Right, we way. always come to the point of God, your will be done. Mm -hmm. You know, she's not trying to enforce something on me. I'm not trying to, but we are just under the canopy of the leading of mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. Like God, your will be done. And then yes. in that kind of relationship, you experience peace, you experience yes. joy, you experience genuine love. You know, it's not about anything but about me fulfilling what God said you know the Bible says love your wife as Christ loved the church it is what God said apart from the secular view like a man must love his wife but this is the word of God that I must fulfill mm -hmm. you know that's that's that, that is that intimacy that we share you know mm -hmm. the Bible says husband I mean wife submit to your it's not about the the the, the, the word view of submission but it's about what God said mm -hmm. and how we can apply but when we understand all this it will make us to enjoy our life number one and our marriage itself mm -hmm. because we share that 
understanding of God's yes. word. We share that spiritual intimacy together. Allowing Christ to be the bedrock, the foundation, the chief cornerstone of um, our relationship or your relationship and will then, allow that relationship to blossom. Yeah, very good. And you know, something a thought came to me while you were saying that uh, it will not come automatically. Mm. It has to come intentionally. Right. Like we are conscious of that, like we want the will of God to be done. In our day-to-day -day activity, we are conscious of the leading of the Holy Spirit in whatever we do. Mm. Am I making sense? Giving God glory in our relationship, you know, and in our daily lives. And not pleasing people. And yeah. And not like saying you are, you are trying to do this because of people. No. Right. We are doing it because the Word of God said so. Yeah, because yeah. it pleases God and we want to uplift the name of God and how we relate with each other. And once we uplift the name of God, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. making In sense, the end, baby? it's eternal. Yeah. Am I making sense? Yeah. We're making sense. Mm -hmm. So, spiritual intimacy is, is a foundation. Having one, one goal and it's to please God. What am I doing to my wife? Would God do the same thing? Would Jesus do the same thing? Let me put it that way. You know, we always say something and we say, oh, would Jesus do this? Whatever you're doing in your secret, would Jesus do this? Yeah. So what Jesus cannot do, you should not do that thing. It's, mm. am I making sense? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think I'm making some sense, but, but really we just have to have a really uh, mutual intimacy that, uh, that is spiritual. Mm, yes. Yeah, that is spiritual. You can read that. I think we've hit it um, for the most part, sharing your spiritual intimacy. Mm -hmm. um, a couple that's thriving will have a deep intimacy mm -hmm. with Christ first before they can have a deep, deeper intimacy with their um, themselves, their husband or wife. You know, you can't give what you don't have. You know, if you don't yearn for that while you're single, mm -hmm. when you, right. you, you know, in marriage you be something so different, but when you already share that while you're single, you put God first, and you get yeah. along with uh, someone that has the same value and the same foundation. It means a lot. It, it should make everything easy. It flows. It, it make just flows. flows. So you know, easily. So uh, that easy. saying opposites attract is true. You know, we are opposite in so many ways, but I believe that, um, like it says in the Bible, if there's a disagreement in viewpoint that is one of the core values of your relationship, like your spirituality, your spirituality is a core value. What you believe, um, you know, as far as eternal, like, an eternal continuum, um, whatever you believe in, that is a core value that we can't just take lightly. Um, it's kind of like, you know, the Bible talks about how um, being unequally yoked, and it's going back to, you know, when before there was cars, I know we don't see like, you know, oxen going along, you know, two at a time pulling a wagon, mm -hmm. but that was the um, picture that the writers were using in this sense that if you have somebody that doesn't believe in Christ, atheist, you know, kind of like, whatever I do to myself affects me and me alone, I am the basically the God of my own life, and then you have somebody who believes in God, 
wanting to come together and get married, there's going to be some conflict. Yeah, there's going, there's to, be going to be some confusion mm -hmm. um, and deep matters. You know, when a loved one dies, where do they go? When you have children, are we going to take them to church? Are we going to talk to them about God? Are we going to mention Jesus? There's going to be that that conflict that doesn't have to be. Uh, when you make spiritual intimacy, when you're looking for a spouse, one of your core values that you're not going to compromise on. Um, I'm not going to compromise on this. And you can go further like that he doesn't just need to be a believer, but you can go further to say we have to have the same purpose, we have to have the same goals, the same outlook on life and passion that, you know, I don't have to be dragging you through ministry and wanting to do ministry and wanting to serve God and wanting to go to church. Like, I don't have to drag you along. They can believe in God and say they're a Christian, but I don't want to be stuck dragging that person around the whole time having to be the spiritual that, leader. That really kills a lot of people. Yes. You know? I've seen a lot of people that got married and they are just two different things. Mm -hmm. Even in their belief, you know, it's 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 really not a smooth. Yeah. You know, uh, Bible in Amos three three, the Bible says, "Can two work together except they agree? Can two work together except they agree? Mm -hmm. That agreement has to be. Jesus has to be the foundation of that agreement. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. Jesus has to be the cornerstone, just like we have read." In the scripture here, Jesus has to be the center of it all. Just the way he's the center of your life, you know, he's the center of his, uh, your spouse life, he would really reside. Solidify. Yes, exactly. So, we have to understand that. We pray that the Lord will bless and help all of us in our journey, in our marriage, in our life. And then uh, we pray that uh, God we unite this church more. When I talk about this church, I mean the marriage. Every family. Yeah, every family. So that we can really bring forth the glory of God yes. in each home. Yes. That's the essence of marriage. So that the glory of God can be revealed. Yes. Not of anything, but to reveal the glory of God. And then, you know, it makes it... it uh, there's something I'm trying to like remember like uh, the Bible says let your light so shine so that the people may see your, your good, good works and glorify, glorify God in heaven and Father. so yeah. everything we do a godly home a wonderful peaceful home that is full of joy we always glorify Amen. God we always glorify God so uh, whatever we do or whatever christian home do i mean it does it should reflect jesus yes. they must see jesus in everything we do because it's it makes a difference a quarreling know? husband and wife that don't agree in so many areas especially such um big areas like spirituality it really doesn't bring glory to god sure. god can't get any glory People yeah. on the outside, maybe that aren't Christians, will look and like you say you're Christians, but you always mm. don't agree spiritually. Yeah. Mm. You're always disagreeing. You're always quarreling on. Oh, do we have to go to church, or do we have to, you know, go to this Bible study, this mm. ministry, or do we have to pray? You know, um, when you're having that struggle as husband and wife, you know, maybe you're struggling like with that. You know, you find yourself like one is. Maybe once pursued God like you did, but has kind of 
um, started pursuing other things, making other things more of a priority. Um, we're going to pray for you Amen. and believe God that He's going to give your spouse a greater hunger uh, so that you both can run harder after God than you ever have before because that brings the most fulfillment, the most joy, um, and that um, intimacy back in the relationship that we so much need to preserve. Praise God. So we glorify God with our life and with our marriage. Amen. The Lord will help us in the name of yes. Jesus. Praise yes. God. We pray in the name of Jesus for every family, for everyone watching, that the Spirit of God will solidify and establish you in faith and in your marriage as well in the name of Jesus. Your marriage be full of peace, be full of joy in the name of Jesus. Yes. You will glorify God with your life and with your mm -hmm. marriage in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I pray for more unity in life of corpus, more unity in the life of Christians yes. in the name of Jesus. Amen. We rebuke hatred, we rebuke uh, malice, we rebuke every form of uh, devices of the devil. Then I want to tear you down, tear your marriage down. We destroy them in the name of Jesus. Amen. We pray the blood of Jesus upon our life. We will walk in the truth. We will walk in the knowledge of the word of God. As a family that want to reflect the glory of God in this world, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 You guys comment um, if you have any questions, things you want to say. Go ahead and leave them. Let us know what you think. Thank you. Until next time. We love you.